Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we are sitting down with the guys from Dudes and Dads Podcast, and we're asking them the question, how can Christians impact the community and the world around them? Fuller, you ready? Let's go. Thank you for joining us at Real Talk Christian, a place where real Christians talk about real issues impacting the community and the world as it pertains to Christians. Now here are your hosts, Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. Mark, what's going on, man? Fuller, dude, welcome back, my friend. It's it's good to be back for take two. <laughs> <laughs> so. You don't need to tell the people oh, that. Oh, you know, there's no bars held here. Um, this is real talk. Guys, we forgot to record. Our secretary forgot to press record. Dang it, secretary. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we're screwing with Andy. But yeah. no, so we are, what does Jagger call it? We are off-site on location. Off-site on location. We are not, so people might not know this, but obviously we're from South Bend, Indiana. Right. Yeah. But we record at my house, yeah. at my kitchen table. Which, coming here, we're, we're kind of lame. Dude, I mean, we are we in really an actual, are. well, it's We're an office, but it's their studio. We are sitting down in Dudes and Dad's studio Over in right Goshen, now Indiana. in Goshen, Indiana. So, 35 miles, as Joel has told us, 35 miles east. From South where you Bend. are, yeah, from and, where you are. And, yeah. and so for perspective reality, you know, we're from South Bend. We're the home of Notre Dame, fighting Irish, like, you know, like, go Irish. But so we're in South Bend, big city life, big right. culture, big scene. We had a pass like five buggies, a dude on a bike, and my car was driving recumbent over a bike. Recumbent a, a bike. Recumbent bike. Napoleon Dynamite gone on. Oh, Weird Al. Weird Al. That's okay, what it was. Fine. Okay, but anyways. But, but either way, so it was supposed to take us 35 minutes to get here and took us like 50 because of the Amish. Yeah, and so I'm sure that Joel and Andy are getting tired of hearing the story because it's like the eighth time we've told it. So. Dude, I'm a city boy. Yeah. I'm from, outside, I'm from you know, right outside Chicago and Hammond, and now I'm in South Bend, and now right. I'm in a place where I don't even know if I got Wi-Fi right now. Yeah, see. Like, where I, are we? Part of my life. I grew up in Dwajak, so it's like most that's people like are like, the, "Who's what's Dwajak?" Yeah, that's just north of Nile. Is it the so. Dwajak like the Indians the or the chieftains? chieftains. The that's chieftains, right, the yeah, chieftains, yeah, something so. like that. But either way, dude. So we are here right now with dudes and dads hanging out, using their equipment. In fact, because of dudes and dads, we got video for the first time ever. So Andy, right. thank you for that, Thanks, man. Because we know you're, you're the you're the whiz behind the video. <laughs> you want to put your face on the there camera. And now, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Andy. And now we are salivating over all their equipment that is just so wonderful. We need we need and some so upgrades. Listeners, listen up. Yeah. So so because of their patrons and because of their friends and because of their donors they got cool swag to help get the message out to help you know spread the kingdom so if you want to help spread the kingdom and do jesus type efforts give us money call now moral story (laughs) moral story is give us money yeah yeah so we can get some upgrades and other things like that so anyways let's jump into the coffee dude let's not waste time joel where's our coffee from today oh i'm so glad you asked so this uh this is a jamaican blue mountain coffee which if you know anything about the 
the Jamaicans and their coffee. It's a kind of a big deal there. Um, this is the uh, from uh, the Island Blue Roasters. The Island Blue. Island Blue. Uh, Jamaican Blue Mountain Coffee. I got this uh, this past uh, summer when we were down there for a trip with our students, uh, serving with our good friends at Jamaica Relief Ministries. No, you know you went down there just for the coffee. Well, that d- sweetened the deal for sure. Youth pastors have secret reasons for yeah, going it's on like, <laughs> I will say, I will say, I was like, okay, uh, when we got down there, our good friend Joe, who was coordinating our trip, I just said, I said, okay, dude, I'm super excited to be here, super excited. We're going to we're gonna do some ministry. We're going to build some homes for some families. It's going to be wonderful. But the one thing I must do is get to a store with legit 100% Blue Mountain coffee. There you go. And so we did that one evening. And it turns out that Jamaican uh, grocery stores are busiest at 9 p.m. at night. Yeah, you mentioned that, 9 p.m. at was, night. It was odd. And he's like, I'll just warn you, the lines are going to be long. I'm like, I'm like, I'm in it for the coffee. We're in this for the <laughs> Let's long. do it. It's well worth it. So it's a big the, biscuit. Yeah, yeah the coffee the is good. It's a nice, it's a full, it's kind of a full-bodied medium roast. It's it's uh, it's good stuff. We yeah. we drink it black uh, here. It up really in the, good. Uh, and, the and, and for people to know... We well, I don't drink black coffee, and I've already drank a cup, and I'm working on my second one. Yeah, it so, was really good. Good luck sleeping, bro, Chacha. He's living on the edge. But, he's got uh, 50 minutes to get back to South Bend. Depends on how many buggies we get caught behind. <laughs> I'm, I'm not 30 yet, guys. I'm still I'm yeah, cruising in my I'm, 20s. Thanks, so I don't for, wanna, thanks for rubbing that. Those in. of us yeah. who are old, we need to sleep. That one under there. But yeah, the the coffee is the coffee is fantastic, and we're. We're we're glad, that, but I will. What I will just say, if you were to get on Amazon right now and search for this coffee, you will see that it will cost you seventy dollars uh, a pound. I'm not sure if it's seventy dollars a pound. Good. I don't know if it, you can taste the seventy dollars in it. I would hope. So. I hope uh, there's like gold flakes in it. That's but amazing. I was, but I was glad to share it with you guys, and uh, it gave me a good reason to break the break the final bag open yeah. uh, for tonight. You so. broke a bag open for just us. for us. Yes, yes, absolutely. Dude. How many bags did you sneak home with you? Uh, I had I had several. You guys make it sound like a drugs. <laughs> Like, well, like, it feels that way when you're like there's like Joel these, was these, the mule. these six, yeah. <laughs> like you're like shoving it in your socks. That was the thing. I was like, because I had a small, you know, not a too big of a suitcase, and I had it full and bring it back. So I'm like, I'm like shoving these like 16 ounce bricks into my into he my left, bag. Coming he back. left half of his clothes. No, no, there. I'm picturing Joel like Italian job or like Mission Impossible, like giving his like coffee out to teens where it's like sneak this in your bag. <laughs> yeah, right, right. If they sprout, like if, yeah. if, if if your bag is confiscated, that's okay because little right. Tommy's is gonna that's get exactly right. right. Exactly. You, you, you put you don't put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> That's right. That's, exactly that's Warren that's Buffett. How you lose. Warren Buffett. <laughs> that's some good financial and coffee wow. principles. Oh, so, so we're drinking stuff courtesy of dudes and dads. I mean, we Thank drink you. a lot of Starbucks. So we, got, we drink wait, some wait other stuff. We got video but, and we got coffee. Good seventy dollars a pound coffee. Yep. And and All we have and, another guy running our tech. Andy is running our tech for us. I don't have to touch a thing I, tonight. It's weird. This it's, is you know what we've done, Andy. Accidentally, strange. is we've really extended to them the the Anabaptist way. Uh, <laughs> they're really they're feeling okay. So I, I will say this about the Anabaptists. So I have oh, a deep love. No, no, I have a love and appreciation for the Anabaptists. Okay. I really do. So you should, as a Baptist, we're like we're like cousins. We're cousins, yeah, because we come from the English Baptists rather than you know mainly on your. I know Andy's like, what the heck is it's happening a, right we're, here? It's we're, okay. we're, we're, we're church history buffs, but no, the Anabaptists were the reformers of the reformers. So like when Martin Luther and Calvin were like, "You suck, Roman Catholics," and they're like, "Man, if 
Y'all apparently ain't reading the Bible good enough, so we're going to show you how it's done. And we just lost half of our listener base. <laughs> so, anywho. <laughs> Here's the theology on Anabaptists anywho, and so, Baptists. So, yeah. So, but anyways, so, yeah. We're hanging out at your guys' church right now Joel's in, in the studio. Excited. So, <laughs> me and Joel are going to have an offline conversation Yeah, you're going to have to. That. Well, let's jump into yeah, it, man. Uh, what let's are we get talking to, about tonight? Let's get, to know, uh, let's get to know our guests Absolutely. a little bit first. Uh, so, let's start with you, Andy. Uh, what's a little bit of your background and maybe like how you became a Christian? Awesome. So, I am one of those kids who grew up, my parents were always Christian, so I always grew up in the church. Um, but I kind of made my faith my own as I was growing up as a teenager. Um, I kind of was bold. I mean, I don't want to say bold, but I had a cross shaved in the back of my head. I was one of those geeky wow. kids. Yeah. And now you got tattoos. Yeah. And- yeah. So, but uh, my mom uh, had cancer growing up. And so that kind of during that time period, kind of made my faith my own and kind of got to see. Um, God move and God work and stuff like that. And, and she survived, but, that's um, good. but yeah, it kind of allowed me to go deeper into my faith. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I started from. Um, just always been a, always been a Christian, but have, have made it my own. Okay. Was there ever a, a time in your life where you felt closer to God than, than not? Sure. I think yeah. During the tough, it's uh, it's ironic. It's usually during the tough times in my life that I feel closer to God. Mm-hmm. Um, during the time my mom had cancer, as well as um, once I was married and my wife and I had a still stillborn daughter, mm-hmm. uh, and so like during those times, we're both the times I felt the closest and also almost the farthest. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because it was like you know that's I, at that time I was mad at God because I didn't really understand how a good God and I knew him to be a good God could allow these things to happen. Yeah. Uh, but that also allowed me to dig real close and, you know, dig deep into my faith and, and realize who exactly God was. Right. Hmm. And so did you grow up in this church? I don't think we mentioned it in, in, in round two of, of the intro recording, but, but the, the, what church are we at right now, Joel? So we're at Clinton frame church here in Goshen. Clinton frame. Uh, so did you grow up here at Clinton frame? I actually did not. Um, I was born in this area, um, but then did most of my growing up in the Chicagoland area. Oh wow! Wait, 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 wait! Um, yeah. Hold up. Actually, yeah. in Illinois. In Illinois, so we were I was for this west suburb, uh, Batavia. Uh, I actually don't know that. Aldi. One. Aldi is actually based out of Batavia. Okay, I know so, where you're at. I know yeah, where yeah. you're at. So, uh, grew up mostly there. Came back here. My wife is from here, so kind of moved back here. So no. So she was just a small town girl living in a lonely world. Midwest magic, right there, baby. <laughs> That's a Midwest magic. So John Tibbs. awesome. Well, th- yeah. Thanks, Andy. Look, yeah. Joel, we're gonna swing this over to you. Same question. Uh, what's a little bit of your background? And how yeah, you became a Christian? how all that stuff happened. Uh, I do not remember. Um, uh, so you don't. You don't remember. I don't remember stuff? anything. I don't remember how he became Those a Christian. Anabaptist, yeah. man. Y'all yeah. drink too much. I it's don't all in remember. The beer. <laughs> I don't remember. No, um, so grew up in a Christian home, um, and uh, from what my mom tells me, one day I was like, I would have been young, 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 and uh, just said like, hey, um, so uh, how do I like, how do I become a Christian, mom? How do I believe in Jesus? Or, you know, and, you know, sat up on her lap, she prayed with me, and uh, the rest is history there. Um, but really, yeah, just always grew up in a really just a strong home. Uh, faith was really, really central. Uh, but, uh, as, as is often the case, and we, we know this is working with youth that, um, (laughs) in my, uh, end of my sophomore year of high school, I had a pretty significant, uh, experience in a, with a, um, a youth retreat ministry, uh, and, uh, 
had was at a way at a retreat weekend and uh, met Jesus in a very new uh, and refreshing way. And that was sort of my, um, I, I think, depending on what Christian tradition you're in, they would they would identify it as uh, either uh, my uh, my second crisis uh, of mm, faith yep. or. Or, but but for me, it was just very much like uh, I, I yeah I just experienced Jesus at a at a deeper level where it was like it became real yeah it's yeah. very very real just yeah. uh, practically speaking very very real and and so uh, from there uh, just a lot of things that that experience shaped a lot of the direction of my life oh, that's uh, cool moving forward so so what do you do now well he's a podcaster for well, yeah yeah for dudes and dads that's right that's paying the bills. Uh, <laughs> That's not paying true. For them, that's, paying for that movie ticket tonight. I, you know, I did send. I did send guys. In this just as a. I did send Andy this photo the other day. Uh, Joe Rogan has now grossed thirty million dollars off of. Uh, no, he we're, has. we're all yeah. doing it wrong. We off should have become famous first. Right. And I mean, new office, like he's paying yeah. a full staff to run his podcast Up there. because of his podcast. Yep. And so whatever you know, I don't. That's that's not necessarily the dream for me. But I just it's it's interesting that yeah, this. No, thing, it's the dream. <laughs> it's the dream. <laughs> listen, it's the dream. Let's just be real. Um, so what you guys need to do listeners is go ahead and become patrons of our page and then go over to the dudes and dads podcast for I mean, you know, three thousand a month that's right <laughs> just a measly i'll it's, even it's, i'll even pray over a small cloth and send it to just you just remember hey. just remember we'll, send, we'll God, send you a t-shirt it's no. god's money we're just the stewards that's, so thank you, you. Know, he wants you to send that to us where no. your heart is that's where your treasures is. so all <laughs> <laughs> no, the way around where your treasure are there's where your heart is uh, no, keep yeah. going bro keep anyways going. go ahead thank you i serve as the youth and young adult pastor here at clinton frame uh church and so i've been on uh see i've been here um i'm going on five years it'll be it'll be five years this coming fall actually now but uh really love it i'm responsible for uh middle school high school and then our our young adults up to roughly speaking age 25 and um i've just got a great a great team really enjoy it but i i was this is the first time this this particular ministry position um, where I, I've only had one job, where I've just been full-time pastor. I've been bi- I was bivocational for oh ten years. Uh, and and for those of us who are listening who don't know what that is, what what, what is bivocational? It what means that mean for you? Joel usually was had a sales job of some sort, and then also a paid, very part-time pastor gig on the side, and uh, tried to balance those things as best <laughs> he could. Keyword. And then after Joel had his third child, Joel said, I think I have reached my capacity to be bivocational. And then, thank the Lord, uh, opportunities opened up, and it was just been a really, really good fit. I love the community that we're at. Uh, and then we had our fourth child, and I was like, thank you, Lord. Uh, <laughs> he thank knew it you. was coming. Because <laughs> that would have right. oh, been pushed over the edge. So would have needed yeah. more Jamaican. Yeah. <laughs> for, for reals, though. 100%. For reals, though. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been doing, and we're we're just uh, it is. I mean, again, it is one of the most uh, fulfilling things that I can uh, I can imagine. I love all of our students and our our pastoral team here, and um, we're having a really really good time. So so, 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 so wait, yeah, go ahead. Oh, real, oh you got a question. real talk, real talk. I got the real talk question it too. Are you? Well, I'll let you all go right. first. Bro. I feel Let's like talk. I need to like gird my loins. <laughs> <laughs> so gird them. Do you have somebody? You don't have to name any names. Oh, I will. Hey, let's are you let's about to name ask names. Him if he has a favorite, I'm going to ask if he has a favorite and somebody he dislikes in his youth ministry. You better not ask me that question. I'm asking Joel. They're all God's children. Do I have a favorite? Do you have like that one student? Like you're like, man, this person's going somewhere. I can really connect with this person. And then you have one person that's like, 
I really wish your parents. What did you bring you here? <laughs> like, does does it? You can't ask me. You <laughs> oh, I'm asking. It's good. No, I <laughs> I told him he didn't have to name names. I have so, <clears throat> uh, so I have. Oh my goodness! I have a couple of students. <laughs> you see him stumbling over here. Andy? Real what? talk. I'm He's just, like, how do I say this without like <laughs> no, Andy, giving it away? You are his new staff. You're right. part of his. You I write. have a couple. Here's what I was saying. I have a couple. I have a couple of students that I naturally just really connect really, right. really, really well with. Mm, and, that's a good way to put it. And that I and that I'm. Uh, this is mostly like a personality. It's just a. It's partly it's a right, personality right. thing. Who, um, who I think are probably part of it might be is like I think they are probably vocational ministry material, right? And so I see that in them. And the one thing I always, I always say is like I want to be the kind of pastor that I needed when I was in in high school. And that was I had a few, and it wasn't until college, but I had I remember the dean of students when I first went up to Cornerstone University. I just remember. Uh, I gave my first message to like I gave like a talk to our freshman class at a chapel or whatever, and I just remember the things that he said to me after that. Where it was I was super self conscious and oh of course right ga- like I filled out a little bit, but I was I was gangly as all get out and very self conscious about my just every like everything you are and and I just remember him saying at the end like he's like this is something that you should pay attention to and so uh, that's why I connect with some students where it's like mm, I see you going in a direction you have there are certain skill sets and sensitivities right. and awarenesses your you personality have. right and right. that I connect with that obviously because it's like uh, uh, people are not going into ministry right now mm-hmm. like ministry departments in Christian colleges are shrinking by and large or christian colleges are just closing or just, just closing all together right yeah. yeah and so it's uh that's a yeah so that's that's why i probably connect with a few of the students i'm thinking of but on it like he did not named any names no yet, though. Yeah. I mean, i'm not that. i'm not gonna name any names you know we would have accepted a yes and a yes <laughs> i would have accepted <laughs> really i would have but you that's all right. You could have told Our listeners that. may not have. Andy might have a favorite, but he doesn't get paid here, I, I, so he can't. Don't write. worry. The question's getting swung around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I've I, and, and I I am the I primarily lead our high, high school ministry. Andy's Andy's with our middle schoolers. Uh, Perfect. They all suck. Yeah. <laughs> no, middle school. No, man. I dude. No, yeah. Andy middle loves Andy loves best. middle school, which is why he's with them. Um, but. Uh, really so immature and so fun yeah i i probably have one or two uh younger students that i don't i don't interface with regularly that are like "Mm, you're a you're a challenge and i I don't quite know how to how to connect uh but by and large like i gotta say i do not have i don't have like behavior problems in our in our in our ministry because i listen to plenty of pastors who are like "I, i got this i always got like the one kid or whatever right i just i'm pretty fortunate i'm not spending a lot of my time doing behavior management it is it is pretty much like we're discipling students we're empowering them to go out into the world in which they are uh in which god has sent them and uh pretty much everybody seems to be heading in that direction very That's good. cool very good did you did you still remember your question that you had for trouble dude i was like engrossed in this question i'm like how is he going to answer this because you don't just That's ask like the scariest thing Who's a youth pastor favorite? Can, yeah. because every teen's like well obviously but it's I'm real talk favorite. so we're going to talk real we're going to talk real so I about, should have come up with like a fake name that doesn't like I don't have any student just so Karen, like, so Jeanette. Yeah, you don't like Karen, Karen. You Karen don't like is Karen. the worst. <laughs> Karen is the absolute worst. I don't know why our parents bring her. They always show up late to pit for pickup. <laughs> I'm here till nine o'clock at night. Karen, I hope you're listening. K- Karen, <laughs> I, I I do have a couple kids where it's like like one of them like flat out. I'm like, okay, it's halftime. 
Eli. Sewer party. I'm, no, no, not Eli. He drives himself now. <laughs> but no, like, like no, this, like this, this person at halftime. I gotta I'm get like, his hey, attention. Text your ride now. Right. But it's only halftime. I know. Yeah. Text your ride right. now. I know how this works. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So definitely. no, I don't, I don't remember my question. All right, let's swing over to Andy. Andy, what do you do as far as you know? Things that you do, <laughs> do you, like, like you do, like in the do, youth well, group. Well, like, two questions. Let's like, what what is your profession, and right, then yeah. and then swing it around to the youth side of things. Well, like, than what that, do you like, do, and what pays the bills? Okay, so what pays the bills is go. my voice. No, not really. Um, uh, <laughs> so sexy. Joel, Joel, Joel's voice pays your bills. That's yeah. <laughs> no, not really. His technical um, skills pay the bills. No, but anywho, so yeah, what, what do what does pay the bills? So I work in IT. I'm a systems admin at a local company. So. I work on servers, so yeah, it's I'm a geek, a nerd, and I like computers. You're a techie. No, no, you're no. A techie. He's a theology nerd, like Soche. Like Soche. Yeah. There you go. No, so, yeah, so, so, so you're a techie. Yeah, I am. Okay, cool. So, but uh, I his know answer some of your was hobbies. A, wait, his answer oh, was about as long as mine was on their podcast. That's that true. was pretty true. awesome. Okay. So you could tell who the pastors yeah. are, we who could, the laymen are. We could tell are. who the talkers are yeah. and who the guys that just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but but what, but the I know some of your hobbies because of just sure. getting to connect with you guys, but what are some things that you do or have done that, that you really enjoy? So I like geocaching. Yep. It's kind of a high-tech scavenger hunt with GPS and stuff. It's fun with the family, so uh, I like hanging out with my kids a lot, and so we go and do that. Um, haven't done that as much lately as we used to do, but I'm looking forward to hopefully getting more into Get that Get back this in, year. into the spring. Yeah, yeah And definitely. you started a podcast about it, right? I did. So I was one of the original, like, I've been podcasting for a long time. Um, it's Again, I like talking. It's one of, the things that, one of the things I like to do. And so I started a podcast about geocaching and then life changes, life, life transitions. We moved out of the house we were in, um, had our stillborn daughter, um, some stuff like that. And so I got out of the podcasting space for a while. And mm-hmm. so I gave that podcast up to some other people. They're still running it. Um, but in fact, you were just on their podcast. I was right? actually, yeah. yeah. So um, see, we we stalk you, we stalk you on Instagram <laughs> just a little bit. But yeah, so that's those are some of the things that I like to do, um, as well as you know this podcast or the Dudes and Dads podcast, right? Because uh, again, Joel and I are really close friends, and we kind of just said, hey, like, well, what can we do to kind of talk more than we already do? And so, as us young guys would say, you have a bromance. You have a bromance. <laughs> a bromance so so let's on. let's transition into that then. So you mentioned you know that that you and Joel are friends, and then you guys started the podcast. So where did the inspiration for Dudes and Dads come about? And why did you start it? Joel, I'm going to let you take that one. Oh, so we're we over at, So, like, I think there there comes a point. I mean, I have been in vocational ministry for, oh, gosh, 15, like 15 years over, a little bit over. And, you know, you get to a point in life where you're like, um, I love what I'm doing, but I there seems like there's an itch that I can't quite yep. scratch, right? There's an yeah. interest that I have that's kind of outside of the normal, uh, the normal... By the, the way, the scratchy fingers. That's the wiggle worm. I literally from I'm, children's church wiggle worm. He was trying to do quotations it and it, it came out. It's odd. <laughs> At least it was uh, the pointer finger. At least it was the pointer <laughs> finger. <laughs> so it was just like there was a, a need for a creative outlet, and yeah. I, like, you know, like I had mentioned to you guys, kind of offline. Um, you know, initially when I started started college, my thought would be that I would be in broadcasting of some sort, and um, I. You know, I like to talk to people, I like to hear people's stories, and there was just this creative part where I'm like, okay, I I want to I want to branch out into this. I know zero things about the technology, but at the time, I knew zero things about right. the technology behind podcasting, but I did know that Andy knew lots of things about that. 
So uh, I was over at Andy's house uh, one evening, and I said, Andy, <laughs> I, I've got four words for you, dudes and dads podcast. And he looked do, at me. Do you remember this? Yeah, and I was like, mm. and he's like, no. He told me no. <laughs> well, at that time, <laughs> I told I, you no. I, I, no, listen, listen, listen. You, you, you need like, to hear Andy's. So you do need time, to hear Andy's perspective. At on this, this time, time, I was going back to school. I had not. I start right, right after high school. I went to college for two years, but didn't ever graduate or anything like that. Stopped doing that. Uh, completely switched. Kind of went into the IT profession, but that's not what I was doing. I went to school for first year youth ministry, but decided that was not for really? me. So, and then I went into missions and they said that was not for me either. <laughs> it's like, so man, why, I'm just striking right. out. <laughs> so I, I, I stopped and went into IT because that's kind of where my heart is. But I went back uh, here. I am, I'm older than probably all of y'all. True. Uh, so <laughs> I went back to school uh, just recently and graduated uh, two years, two years ago. But good for you, you bro. Yeah, so with family and yeah, it was snap. tough. Full time doing that. Full time working. So and I was family. I was and, family. And, yeah. And then Joel's like, bro. Hey, you want to do yeah, a podcast? Bro, let's yeah, yeah. Go. I knew I was throwing a fair amount at him. So and, that's why uh, I said no. He said no, and <laughs> that's I said why okay. I said no, and I said okay. And so it was basically though. It was like this is going to happen. Uh, I, there isn't a timeline. Uh, but it's going to happen eventually. Didn't so give I'm me gonna, a choice. Yeah, I'm going to continue to, and then and then Andy, uh, once he was kind of in a different place, uh, once, just, once he had a come to Jesus moment, he came back <laughs> to me late. I mean, it was it was a quite some time later yeah. when th- some things had settled down and changed a little bit, and he's like, "I'm ready. I'm ready to rock and roll." And I was like, "Fantastic!" <laughs> like, Finally. So so this is something that because Fuller is an avid listener. You've been a listener right. since the beginning, since day one. A question I have always wanted to ask is, dudes and dads. Why dudes and dads? What does it mean? Yeah, for our listeners, what does what does that mean, dudes and dads? So, um, I think there is a uh, generally speaking, um, uh, it's hard. There's a there's a struggle for uh, for being a there's a struggle to know how to be a good dude, uh, how to be a dude these days, and uh, like. Because for me, honestly, I think one of the finest compliments. There's two two really great compliments you can receive. Man, you're a good dude. You know, he's a good dude, and you're a good dad. If I hear those, if I hear those two things, like and I, you made it. Like yeah, it's like I get this is right. Yes, this is what I am. This is what I am trying to accomplish in the world. Right. Um. And so we're like, um. I wanna I wanna help encourage other dudes and dads to be the best that they can be. And I wanna I wanna form a community, um, where even if you know, as we were talking earlier, like there is a sense of um, the uh, kind of the lonesome or lone male in our culture uh, that doesn't have uh, doesn't have maybe a strong connection to community or other guys that are pouring in or supporting them. And it's like, okay, if we could if we could give a vision for that through the podcast, if people could hear Andy and I much like yourselves, Andy and I having these conversations mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, this is possible. And then in the midst, I mean, basically it's Andy and I are trying to introduce our friends to the people that are listening, uh, to give them uh, hope for those kind of relationships mm. and those kind of uh, interactions. Yeah. yeah. We realize that we have some really cool friends and people that we know have really cool stories or people that we want to get to know. Right. And, and so we, we just wanted to create this context where we could come in and say, okay, Here's who we know or want to know, and we think you should know. Uh, and so a lot of our, our episodes are us chatting with other people about their story, their life story. We've right. had everyone from people who help run like father programs in schools to 
somebody who lost their father recently um, to ministries to I mean you name it we've had them on the show yeah working through yeah. Di- working through divorce working through blended families working mm-hmm. through I mean you know and again these are all very real things that I don't I don't take for granted that not everybody has like a, a great resource or a great support uh, to, to work through and you know and I don't claim to be uh, an expert in all of these things but I do know that to to be able to sit in on a conversation to hear someone else, uh, to, we've gotten messages back. We're like, man, that guest that you just had, that is my story. And I so just knowing that I was not the only one who has thought those things, who has worked through those right. things, whatever is such a, such a big deal. And so that's, I mean, that's, I was going to say that's all the payment we need. That's not actually true. <laughs> so, so but what, what I'm hearing is, is if we have listeners listening to our podcast right now who are dudes or dads, they got to get up on Do's and Dad's podcast. Definitely. We even have women that listen to our shows. That's too. true. And in fact, you've even had like, if I remember right, yeah, your wives, our wives, your wives have been yeah. on the we, show. And right? we're working on a segment known and, as and, Dudettes of the Square Table. Andy, I believe your kids were on one episode. At they one were time too. actually no, what? Yes. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were. Which is so, why my kids are wicked. Are wicked ticked mad, that yeah. they have not been on yet. We're trying to work that oh, out. But yeah, no, okay. we we talked to them about just about different things about being kids and being how they my kids. Their dad, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a great episode. It's always a little touch and go when you ask your when you when I ask Andy's kids how they feel how about, you feel about a, your dad. About it, let's just pretend he's not in the room right yeah, now. Right. Give me the lowdown. Don't look at him. Close yeah. your eyes. Yeah, they said they said good things though. So you guys, you know, you, you're really reaching out and um, bringing guests on your show, uh, dudes and dads, um, to talk about issues that that dudes and dads um, on a regular basis have to deal with. Um, so how do you think speaking on your platform as dudes and dads, how do we impact as dudes and dads our marriages? Mm. Andy? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you got the best marriage. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just think, I mean, how do we impact yeah, how, as dudes and dads? Yeah. Like as a husband, how, how, do, how do we impact our, our marriages in the way that like, Sure. We should as Christians, right? I, I think it's super important to be to be present uh, to um, not only in your marriage, but if you have kids too, to be present and be there. Uh, I know it's uh, a lot of times a hard time to put the cell phone down. Uh, that's yeah, one thing I struggle go. with a lot. Yep. yep. Um, so I've even got to the point, um, not always, but sometimes where when I come home, I stick my phone over, you know, in the bedroom and just leave it there. Oh, right? really? For a while. Some. Not always, but uh, but sometimes, especially if I'm feeling where I'm disconnected from my family a lot, yeah. like spent a lot of time away in the past week, or right? Not connected. I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be there and be with you know nose down on the phone because right. I know that that's going to affect because I'm not there, I'm not present, there. And, right. and they're watching, right? Like they exactly. see what's going on, right? So that's one of the things that I think is important. I think it's in, it's important to be intentional with your time with both your kids and your wife. Um, it's it's if you can show your kids that you have a a relationship with your wife that's not just we're co-living together because right. this is you know we're married but like somebody that you're actually chasing after mm-hmm. i think that that's uh, that's a good thing too so so let me ask i don't know if we if we talked about this but but Andy, how many kids do you have all right so it's always a tricky question <laughs> for me um i've actually have five kids uh four that are living because we had that one uh right. stillborn um so we had two boys and then we had our first daughter and then the stillborn daughter, and then our our last daughter. So uh, technically, we have three daughters and two boys. So 
And okay. so, w- w- what's the age span be- like between the two ages? So, like between no, be- between the oldest and youngest. Oldest and youngest. So the oldest is fourteen, and the youngest is four. So you're living all sorts of life, right? right. Oh yeah, teenage and, and, years oh, yeah. and toddler years. And so oh. I'm asking you this more as a dad who has a four and a half year old, sure. and a fourteen month old. How? And, and there's a lot of people in our our space who listen in that same same age range. How do you spend time with the kids, but also have that relationship with your wife, but also you podcast and have hobbies and yeah, a how job? How do you balance and, everything? And you, sure. you supp- supposedly you sleep, so like, <laughs> or just drink a lot of coffee. A lot but, of but, Jamaican. But coffee. how do you handle that, man? Specifically with the aspect of of taking care of your wife. Sure. Yeah, I think uh, it's one of the things that I've made. I, I've made time to do that. So we. A lot of times we'll just spend time at home. Um, one of the the best times for me to hang out with my wife is after the kids go to bed, which isn't always the best because I do sleep, and so sometimes I fall asleep. While right? Yeah, yeah. Like, so that's watch not a movie and right. Just and I'm all asleep. been there. Yep. <laughs> the worst is when the movie ends, and I'm like, "What happened?" And she's like, "I'm not going to tell you." So you're like, like "Man, whoa. <laughs> But no, I, I mean, I think being intentional with that, we're setting time out of your day to to spend with. Your wife, um, you know, make it intentional. Even if we're doing chores together, like we try to just have fun. Like if I'm, yeah. if I'm doing the dishes and she's folding something or doing, you know, she because she runs a ministry too um, for mothers who have lost uh, children either in oh, wow. stillbirth really? or, or miscarriage. So well, let's just put it. To, let's just. I'm gonna because I like to say these things about Julie. Uh, Julie is the chapter president for North Indiana Hope Mommies, and so that is a. It's the first chapter that is out of the state of Texas because it started in in Texas, mm-hmm. and so uh, is there a website to to define oh, this? There, HopeMommies.org is the main overall. <laughs> okay, uh, Julie is a Julie is a Julie's a rock star. She's an, she's an amazing amazing woman, and uh, her and her team are ministering to a lot of families that have uh, had to go through. Uh, just, I mean. We're all, we're all dads here, yeah, dude. you know, yeah, losing, right. losing, losing a child. There's just nothing quite like it. Right. And it frequently, even within the church, um, is something that is not talked about it, since Julie has come here, uh, and they're here at Clinton frame and, and we, uh, our church helps support the, that ministry we care about it a lot. It's just like people come out of the woodwork, uh, who are like, yes, I lost a child and I have basically never talked about it. And it was just something that was kind of like moved on, especially for older generations. Oh, the older generation, older, older it was like you that, lost yeah. a kid. It was like buck up, move, put move it on. in a folder and file it. That's away correct. Very, very that's dead. correct. So yeah, so so they do that, um, and, really and I, cool. I think that that's one of the things that that helped me to solidify like the importance of our marriage too, because the statistics of of a, of a couples who have lost a kid that end up ending in divorce is incredible. Um, I don't have the numbers really? right offhand, but yeah, it's, it's that, really dude. high. Super um, high. And so it was one of those things that I was super intentional about when we lost our kid is um, like, to... this will not happen to us. Right, yeah. So like we spent time, you know, I I supported her and her grief, but she also supported me and mine. And so like when when I needed to just grieve and cry, like she took care of things, she supported me, and then, you know, vice versa. When, when she was having that, you know, days of grief um, or, or times of grief, I, I was there, and so we just we did it together, yeah. and I think that that's the problem. That's dope. Yeah. So how did it? And before we go, I will put that in the show notes. I'll I'll, right. I'll put that website in the show notes for listeners. Right. So, I I just want to know. Um, I'm, I'm sorry if it's a tough subject. No, no, you're but, good. But we this is, know this is real talk. We, yeah, yeah, we, we know good. we we personally know people that have um, lost children in our own small group. Even in our small group, uh, my sister in law. Yep. Um, 
how does that change your family dynamics? Real, real. I mean, sure, yeah. As long, it, take as long as you need, right. but real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. I mean, it as a dad, that's really hard too, because you're trying to parent your kids, and each well, everybody, no matter who it is, grieves differently. Um, right. You know, it may take some people just a few, you know, just a short amount of time. Some people deal with it for a long, a very long time, uh, and kids are dealing with it different. And as a dad, it's really hard to support your kids in that and try to be there for them when you know sometimes it was hard to tell if it was just them being like a kid and and being ornery or if it was really like grief was coming in there and so i think that like it changed our family dynamic just because we we all held to each other as a family like we we came together and supported each other um our daughter's name is macy we speak her name lots like she's we treat like, like you actually like speak her yeah, name yeah like, yeah yes. and that, yeah, that's cool. that's something that i would say if if i know you guys didn't ask this no 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 that's all we want to know it, man. man but like if you, if you have friends who have lost anybody doesn't matter a kid or not like that's one of those things that are super important to do is it's not going to hurt their feelings it's not you know speak the name of, of the lost one because it for me macy is my daughter right. um i got to hold her but not while she was alive on this earth. Yeah. Mm. And so for for me to hear other people say her name uh, is super important just so that I know that people remember her mm. too. Um, we have a picture of her hanging up there with our family picture. In fact, sometimes we take that picture with us when we go get family pictures. So she's in the family picture. Oh, that's cool. And so, yeah, like it's I'm, just kind I'm of trying not to cry right now. Man. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, it's, that's amazing. So, yeah, it, it's brought our family together, uh, you know, on a whole new level. And it's interesting, too, because my youngest daughter who wasn't alive when that happened, even now we'll talk about her just like she's has a sister that's here. Like she'll be like, da, 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 Macy, Macy, Macy. And yeah. So like she even, even Hattie, our youngest is, you know, finds that it's still, she's, you know, Macy's part of our community, our family, even though she wasn't around when it happened. Right. That's cool, man. Now, is that hard for you and your wife to hear though? Or is that kind of a exciting, reassuring like you mean my my youngest daughter or yeah 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 like like with with your youngest daughter like sure. bringing up Macy is that kind of like a is it is it like a bittersweet moment or it, it is because it's it's like she's it it's almost like Macy's you know here like yeah. she like you, you wish know, she was here but she's not I mean she's with Jesus let's, right let's be absolutely honest, so um but it, it's great because if you know she was here she would be just as part of our family you know and our, my youngest daughter would know her. And hang out with her, so so it's it's reassuring to have her say those things. Oh, it is kind of funny because she's all of our kids are now kind of this like death to them is like just something that happens, yeah. you know, or some kids that don't understand it. Like right. so, even our youngest daughter sometimes I don't know that she fully understands it, but she'll be like, "Yeah, I have a sister." <laughs> Actually, it's funny because we'll be out places and she'll be like, "Someone will say something like, I, you know, I have oh, nice that you guys have four kids," and my my youngest daughter will be like. Well, we have a sister. Her name is Macy, and she died, <laughs> like just very bluntly, like that. Kids say the darndest things, right? And so it's like, dang, <laughs> yeah, wow. wow. Hmm. I, I, I can sort of relate to your story. I didn't have to go through it myself, but I, I understand as a dad. I mean, even for me, um, and and Mark, I we've talked about this, and I've talked to your teens about it. Uh, uh, before my oldest daughter was born. Uh, my brother had a 13-month daughter who um, got caught between a mattress and a wall and suffocated to death yep. when my wife was pregnant, five months pregnant, 
like we were supposed to find out the gender the very next day, and I know how much that affected me and how oh, sure. scared I was of what's going to happen to my kids. So, I mean, I guess when I asked, you know, how did that change your family? That sure. I mean, that's where I'm coming from is because it changed my whole view as a dad. I was scared to death and still kind of am of for, for my children sure. what will happen. And so um, what's kind of your uh, mindset these days? I mean, do you worry about that? Do you just give it to God? And, and uh, where, where are you at with that? Sure. I think right now I, I don't necessarily worry about it as much mm-hmm. now. Um, when we were, when my wife was pregnant with Hattie, it was, it was very stressful. Um, cause the Macy died and we didn't really have a, a lot of good answers as far as what happened. Right. Um, and so we didn't know what to expect what you know with our youngest it was kind of like okay like just constantly praying you know like obviously i pray over my kids a lot but it was constant when you know she was pregnant and and then we actually found out before she was born that she had a cleft lip and palate <laughs> and so like our youngest daughter and so like at first that was like kind of devastating like oh no like we got we're gonna have to deal with this but then as we process that we realized we realized that it that was not a big deal because you know she's alive right wow this it just got <laughs> real in here and joel's over here like joel's just hanging out wow, listening to the story man, man. You know, i mean you you live with andy yeah, you walk, this yeah, story, yeah. Right? I mean, with him. Yeah. for for us uh macy will be uh will be six years old uh that's right six yeah. years old in april 12th i mean so the, the and you you know that that shows the tightness of bond. Let's yeah, talk dudes and dads. Yeah. yeah, you know her birthday. Hundred percent. Right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, that's a, that's a date. Uh, when April twelfth comes along, uh, myself and my wife, uh, our three other of our our close friends, um, we will be on the phone. We will be sending text messages. We will say, "Happy birthday, Macy." We will remember all of that stuff. Um, and you know, like. As, gosh, it's been really interesting because I mean we say this all the time. Mace the 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 legacy, the ministry that late that Macy has left behind. I mean, Hope Mommies in Northern Indiana. That is be, that is because of Macy. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, my ability to pastor and to care for families that have gone through loss or are uh, you know are having any any number of issues. Uh, is directly proportional to my to my experience with walking with Andy Andy and Julie. The second, I mean, I had only done one funeral prior to uh, us burying Macy, and that was that was for my grandmother, who was you know who's old, and you know those things happen, yeah. and it was, and then <clears throat> so so much of what I have learned in ministry, what I have learned as a as a father, all those sort of things. I mean, is is very proportionate to and and is connected to. Um, us walking, uh, walking with them. But like Andy said, I mean, one of the greatest gifts that we received as friends was just the ability, ability to know, and it was a little awkward at first, but the ability to know that we, we, we say her name, we speak her name, we talk about her, uh, yeah, reg- regularly as one of, as one of the family. <clears throat> and I think that's just one of the, for anybody listening, you know, don't, don't feel like you can't say it. Yeah. And, and because whoever's gone through that loss, um, they already remember on a regular basis that they have lost. It's not like they forget. 
No. Yeah. You know, but like even my dad who passed away, I mean, I was 10, so that's 18 years ago. Right. You don't just forget that. Right. No. No. It's part no. of your story. Yeah. There's not, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's not like these long periods of time that go by. You're like, oh, that's right. I lost this person. Like that, it's, it is forever part of, right. of their, of their daily life. And so for us, again, to acknowledge that she, um, that she existed, she was, she was real. We all, uh, saw her, um, yeah, that that never that never changes, and we want to. I think that's one of the best things that we can do as friends is just to is to remember. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like it goes back to what we were talking about as having a set of guys and a set of people who can be there for you. I mean, they were up in Michigan. Joel and his wife and the other couples that are our close friends were up in Michigan. We were home because we didn't want to leave because we were going to have we a were baby. Super soon. close to your due date, yeah. right? And we called them, and they were in the middle of dinner when we called them and said, "Hey, you know, our daughter just died." And they were like left before dinner was done, came back, and were here for us in our grief. They were in the hospital with us. Yeah. They got to hold the baby too. Yep. Mm. yep. So I would just, uh, but again, on the flip side, my my dream one day is my redeeming dream is that we will all go to that restaurant that we were at when we first heard the news, and we'll have we'll have a meal together, and I'll finally get to have chicken and waffles. Uh, <laughs> it's odd. In honor <clears throat> of Macy's. I, I literally remember that, like literally, in my it was like it's just so weird. It's like one of those moments that is just like very much etched in in our memory. It's like yeah. I remember the thing that I was about ready to eat. I remember where we were, what was going on, um, and so yeah, uh, the journey the journey continues, but. But boy, oh boy, has it been oh, just the the fruit of all of it, which is how we know that really God has been in it, is right. uh, has been pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. So I I got a a question that kind of comes off of that uh, off the tail end of that. But uh, you know, we've talked about Macy, and um, we haven't really talked about much about how we can Im- impact our other children too. You know, I, I see the the impact that Macy made on mm-hmm. on your family and on Joel. And uh, how does that uh, impact your other kids? How do, how do we as fathers, as, as dads, um, impact our kids um, for Christ? Do, <clears throat> um, do stuff with your kids, first of all. I mean, building, building trust with my children, let me, I guess back up and say this, okay? So there is a high correlation between irresponsible parenting or absent parenting and lack of belief structure in in life. Uh, and I'm not trying to do a bunch of pop psychology or whatever, but... Pastor Joel's find, coming out. Well, find find any well-known, uh, very outspoken atheist, and the, the story from their childhood is all very, very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> when a child learns that from, from the early age of, hey, when I have a need, there is a authority over me that meets that need and is there for me when I need them that that builds faith that builds faith structures that's that's the the beginning developmental part of it right and that just continues on uh, into into adulthood um, and you know I mean Andy has heard me preach and talk about the prefrontal cortex uh, you know a million and one times in, but you know, a kid's brain, just developmentally, you know, somewhere, 
depending on the research, they're saying even close to 29 years old, there's not full formation in those right. in those areas of like of discernment, wisdom, right. judgment, all right. of those all of those things. And, so and Mark, be, you ain't there yet. Well, Sorry, buddy. Hey, so close. close. Oh, but, but even between 11 and 15, I, I forget what 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 it's called, but it doubles. Yeah, right. Um, like like your brain capacity skyrockets yeah, we, between we, 11 and 15. Yeah, and that's we, why we your entire life. Can be yeah. Um, episode it was the, episode ten with Justin you, Herman. No, no, that was one of them. That we that was about one, this. and then we also covered it in the Would Jesus Smoke Pot? Would Jesus Smoke Pot? That's right. We talked about that, and then Justin goes into that, it with so. the, with the. We're with right the on board brain. with you. So, there. Yeah, Beautiful. We're, we're tracking, bro. So it just again, it's it ain't a new age. It's real talk. It's real talk. Uh, no, I just that's the thing of of being of being present and meeting your and meeting your kids. Where and like just I everything Andy said, I just echo echo echo. Like it's. Uh, we're tr- I've, I have found for me in this season of life, I have to sort of build in. Like that's why we do, f- honestly, that's why we do 4-H. It's a big part of it. Is there, I am I am in some way outsourcing the structure and the time to have intentional connection with my kids. Right. Uh, but it's like, but I'm going to be there. So when we go to fishing club meetings, I'm sitting right next to my son. We're learning together. And then we're going to go apply some of the things that we learn. Hopefully, we catch fish at some point. Um, hey, you know, you're, you're not fishermen if you're not catching fish. We're working on that part of it. Um, <laughs> but but you're doing it together. So, but we're right. doing it together. So cool. we're building that into the into the rhythm. And um and, and I guess and I've just learned it's like yeah at this stage in my life I need other people to supply the the form and the structure, and then we'll do. But it's going to be something that we can both do together. And here's the deal: my ability to uh, convey the gospel and to convey the light, the love of Jesus to my kids. It's going to be very hard for my kids to believe that God loves them if their father, if their bio, you know, if their heavenly father loves them, if their biological father is is out um, uh, doing any of the doing any of the things that men do to escape from responsibility mm, from yeah. themselves from from all of the, all that sort of stuff. And believe me. Uh, those I'm gosh, those challenges and temptations are in front of me, just like there are anybody else on a yeah. on a daily basis. There's always something else I could be doing, and in ministry, there's always something else that I could be doing. The job is never done. That would right. be for ministry that other people would pat me on the back for, but that means my family would suffer. Yeah, that means my family would suffer. And so, uh, the moment that I, yeah, the moment that I can't uh, be sure that I'm. <laughs> I'm caring for my kids and investing in them. Um, that I, I, if if that ever gets to that point where it's and then it's like, well, then other things, including, I mean, everything is up on the altar before God right. as far as you know what what needs to stay and what needs yeah. to go. It's kind of like I've I've described in some of our past episodes. It's that sh- almost like a structure tree where you have uh, God as your first priority, your wife is your second, or husband, then your children. And then everything else. Right. I mean, that's right. that's the struggle. And my wife, so. and that's the thing, to point that out though, is that my wife always wins out over my kids right. uh, every mm-hmm. single time because my kids need to see that. Yeah. So, um, and, you, and you alluded to that too. Yeah. Andy, yeah. And the way Andy said that was really great because it's uh, <clears throat> working working with other youth pastors who frequently talk about the um, <clears throat> the phenomenon of the helicopter parent or the lawnmower parent. Which is another one where they just they mow down. They mow, I've never heard of that one. They mow down the grass in front of their kids, so there's there's zero there's zero hardship of even you know you can huh, you okay. can helicopter over your kid and just be around and be overseeing all things at all time. Right. 
you can even get down on the ground level and say, I want, I want no hard things for you in your life. And that includes even the grass in front of your feet. So I'm just going to mow that down too. I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of, a lot of youth workers talk about that phenomenon in that um, it's very clear that the kids are number one and they are reminded every single day that they are number one. And, and it's like, no, 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 no. Um, my relationship with my wife is going to take uh, what takes first place. Let's just be clear, because uh, I'm with her for the rest of my life. Right, my kids will <laughs> leave. Right, yeah, right. Uh, you don't want to be sleeping in a separate room. Yeah, that's right. Um, but they need Joel, to, they need if to see Joel's that. Kids are listening. They're getting kicked out at 18. So yeah. buckle up. Bye bye. Have, have fun, kids. Um, but but there is a sense in which like they need to see that because they, that needs to be the expectation for their as they grow older too right yeah, yeah. you know and that example yeah it's like i you know yeah, and because hopefully they'll get married one day too yeah and it, it can feel like i mean with four kids i mean my kids range i got a let's see here 10 9 6 and 3 um, you said I was busy. Jeez, <laughs> you got ones that's going to be in your like in a couple of years, man. I've got 15 months between the Bro, first and second. Bro, you had three kids under three, Fuller. You didn't yeah. mess around. You, you were you were light speed compared to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fuller got it done. You got it done. Um, Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly how your wife felt. <laughs> if Eli yeah, is still uh, listening, uh, sorry, Eli. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Eli. Sorry, Eli. one of my teenagers. Whatever. Whatever life lessons you're that's, learning, here. that's the pastor's son right there that we yeah. just called out. Anywho, but um, yeah, I just it, it's a, uh, and that's and that's the thing where I just continually uh, reinvesting in my reinvesting in my marriage. Uh, there's some things recently that Jackie and I have, uh, my wife Jackie and I just we've sat down on, and I just you know I just flat out told her like, I'm not killing it in this in this department, and uh, and something you know. Something has got to change, and sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what the something is. But but, but you just know something is wrong. Something is wrong. But you're having There's, those open conversations yeah, to right. try and, to. And you're willing to admit, and and that's part of I think being a man that most people don't want to talk about is yep. the fact of, honey, I am messing up. I know you need to be loved better, but right. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. Right. And I told, I mean, the big thing is they told my wife the other day, and this was on this because I I I recognize that a lot of it had to do with my behavior. I just said I feel very alone right now. You know, mm-hmm. now for your wife, your wife, my wife, who again. We're co-parenting four kids, and who also is you know working full time in a professional job, and who is also you know trying to have relationships of her own. Uh, and she's a mom, and they're just all yeah nuts. All that stuff. All awesome. that stuff. Um, it I it was hard for me because it's like gosh, this will sound. I'm just I'm I feared about sounding super selfish because it's like the moment because this because I, I worried about how my wife was going to receive like. I'm yeah, like I feel alone right now. And she's like, because I could in my own mind, I'm like alone. Like we're every waking moment that we could possibly, be, you know, be well. There's always the other these mitigating circumstances right. that are in the midst of you know, and and sometimes that's why we just say, kids, I'm shipping you off somewhere else. I'm gonna go to Saugatuck, Michigan, and hang out with some other adults, and I'm I'm not gonna think about you for two days. And it's not that I don't love you, but it's just like it's time. <laughs> your mom and I. Need to have, yeah, be able to have a conversation without being interrupted every, every, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. however long. Yep. yep. So, so let me ask this, if if you don't mind. I mean, we we kind of were we were setting the podcast up to be about how do you impact your family in the world, right. but we're gonna let's let's stay in families right yeah. now. Yeah, let's stay I in agree. families. So I'm the young gun, I'm the young whippersnapper, I'm the almost zoomer. So 
So I want to learn from you guys, all right? Because so, I am entering into the stage that you guys, and, and Fuller too, I mean, even though you're you're a boomer, you're entering into that stage too. But listen back a couple episodes and you'll know why I said that. But um, are there you any... act like, like Andy and Joel are like but they, they, 50 but, years older nah, than us. Nah, they tight, but... They're, but they're cool. I'm they're 36, cool. and I'm Andy is 40. No, you're 40. not. Yes, I am. No way. But you're the cool 40-year-old, bro. That's what Thanks. I tell them. I tell you're, them all the time. You're the 40-year-old who's 40. the junior high <laughs> dude. But so They keep me young. So so um, there's a great book out there. I'm sure you've heard of it. I mean, Jonathan McKee, he's like the greatest mm-hmm. parent guy ever. He wrote a book called, If I Had a Parenting Do-Over, Here Are the Seven Vital Changes That I Would Make. Mm. Um, so if I'm going to ask you guys this question, both of you. If you could each do one parenting do-over, this is a really good what question. What would you this do? Is, wow. Wow. And uh, almost an hour in. That, that, wow, yeah. That uh, was just like, wham. <laughs> didn't even give him a chance. Nope. Who, I, wants, who wants to go Steve first? I'll, I'll go first. Okay, go I ahead. I think Andy. if I was going to do the whole thing over, I would still be even more intentional in... I would be intentional in making each kid feel special. Um, I think we've done an okay job at that as, as parents. Um, we try to take our kids out on dates um, yeah. every so often, but that's really hard with four people or four kids, four people, four little people in your, running around four your house. Four little people. Right, running around your house because you still need to have a date night with your wife. Right. And then if you try to make even once a month, like that doesn't work out like that. So it's hard because they want a lot of time. They want to go out with us. Oh, you, I feel you know, that. Yep. Right. And so like, but if you only do once a month with each kid, that's you know still you're still four months before you get to the next kid again. Right, back twice a Imagine year. Imagine right. Solomon and all his wives, bro. <laughs> oh, like, man. dang. So I, I think that that Anabaptists would be. don't do that, right? <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do a poke. Uh, no, but keep going. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the things that I would try to figure out how to do differently because like I don't think I've been very good at being intentional with with the separate ones. Like I think we've done a really great job at as a group or as like me taking the boys out to do something or the girls out to do something. But right. as each individual kid, I've not been super great with that. Hmm. Cool. What you got, Joel? That's funny, Andy. So like Andy is my role model when it comes to how he engages his uh, he, kids. He like, called you old, buddy. Well, I mean, he I just, I really appreciate. <laughs> I'm shaking my head over here. Yeah, I really appreciate how, <laughs> he, I know, I know the struggle is real and I get all that. I just appreciate how it is. I'm going to kind of, gosh, it's funny. Um, Close to mirroring mirroring his response, but it's uh, trying to uh, think of a way I can explain this. So my eldest son, Aaron, is a really gifted baseball player. He's really naturally, naturally gifted, and he's really good at it. My uh, my second son, Josiah, he's okay, uh, but it's not his – he does – he's not thrilled about the game, right? I love baseball with Tigers. Every, everything that is within yeah. my body and grew up playing it. And, it's a good uh, thing to watch when you want to take a nap. No. <laughs> shut no. your mouth. I agree. Uh, <laughs> you heathen. Those are fighting, those are fighting no, words. I'm a soccer guy, so it's, I, I, I get the same thing. A game that ends in a score of consistently 1-0. One to zero. One to zero. Right. What, I, what, is, what is that? Yeah. So um, that, that, being, that being said, uh, I struggled initially with trying – trying to identify like where I could meet in each kid individually with like what they were interested in or what they what like to be more intentional about that. Mm. Cause like Aaron, I like he was again, I was the I'm the eldest baseball, baseball, yeah. baseball, baseball, baseball. He was good at it. He enjoyed it. He like kid had a smile on his face anytime he was on the field. 
uh, we're both he you know he's my eldest son and I I was the eldest. So there's in my even family. a special bond. There. I just get like I got him in a lot of ways. Super right. sensitive heart. Like I just all the things got it really really well. Josiah comes along, and his oh Josiah yeah Josiah is going like he's going to work for NASA or something. I mean the kid is like you put Legos in front of him or something to build or he wants to constantly understand how things are working and operate. Aaron could care less about that sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> Give me a bat. And and it was like okay. Man, he he definitely has interests. They're just different than mine, right? And and so it's like, how do I enter into a space? Because it's like me entering into a space that I am less comfortable with to meet my kid where 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 they're or at. Maybe well, not and, even and, like, and, yeah. And no dad wants to be like, man, my kid knows more than me. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Like, right. I'm supposed to be the parent. I'm supposed to be right. the person yep. that yep. they look up to. Yep. And yeah, and so that's I think the do over is is just to have the radar initially of saying, okay. I want to identify the thing that I can do with my kid to best to best encourage them where they are and not yeah. where not where I feel more comfortable or where I feel, you know, um right now Matthew, my 6-year-old, the he's he's just straight up normal boy like give him some hot wheels cars and a ramp that he can uh you know slide them do down it. or whatever and Let's he's go. and he's he's playing uh he's playing futsal right now. Oh boy, <gasps> what? What? That's my boy. Do you know about the foot? You, do you know about I, the I futsal? Play, I play futsal every Thursday night. So we have a fantastic uh, here uh, in Goshen, a brand new futsal court that that exists. And really, it's futsal is indoor soccer with like a size three soccer ball. It's weighted kind of funny, so it doesn't bounce. And it's got no. It, there's no walls. Like so, there's. Well, there's two different types. There's there's indoor soccer that has walls, and then there's futsal, which is yeah. We have zero walls. It's uh, just it's the courts. It's not a bounce. There's not a bounce like normal soccer. So there's like three courts. It's a basically an old was a YMCA turn. It was in a racket club, but they have three courts in it. Oh, that's dope. So doing developmental leagues, all this sort of stuff. So Matthew is is doing this, and he's getting out there, and it's like I played some soccer, so it's like I understand what's going on. But again, um, it's a beautiful game. Baseball just, is the American way. It's just, I don't disagree. <laughs> uh, That's okay. I like the sport the mother hey, hand. All, all I know is that the tiger. Sorry to interrupt, but the Tigers is American League, so you know, just tag that in there. Well done, Celtic FC from Glasgow, Scotland. Hey, you That's just be quiet. People. Joel's talking. That. <laughs> <laughs> so that keep going. So, so your son plays futsal. That being so, that being said, uh, and then I've got my little girl who uh, just, you know. Uh, you're wrapped around her finger. Oh my gosh! I, I have two girls. I know. It's just I don't like. I frequently find Andy myself. Knows. I frequently find I myself Girl doing dad. this, um, being like, this thing that I'm doing with Molly right now, or for Molly, I would have never have done for her brothers. Like I <laughs> so just, I would never have. We, we need an example. Hold, how old is Molly now? Molly is going to be four in July, so she's three and a half. Basically. So have you done like the like? Because I know my daughters always bring me their dress up stuff. Hundred percent. It's like the fake earrings. You like put them on. Yep. Yeah. That's the dad life. I'm that, looking that forward too. to that, dude. My daughter's 14 months, so I'm. I have a picture somewhere of my beard with yes clips, clips in it. Yeah. 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 They put them Yo. all in, yeah. and it's like, and it's like uh, the, pati- the... the patience I think oh, I right. have for my for my daughter is far extensive. Oh, oh, Andy's pulling right. it up. Andy's pulling it up right now for the boys. Yeah. So we're gonna need that picture so we can put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're gonna turn around and show to the camera. Oh yeah, wow. it's that gorgeous. Is Put that in the camera, it's Andy. Terrifying, but gorgeous. But it's for your kids, man. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's right. the kids. thing. It's it's like your kids are never going to forget girls. that. You yep. know, it's it's yep. a different. You know, right. your girls and your boys. You just can I segue into in, into girl dad a little bit with the whole Kobe Bryant situation? Did that change the game for you as a dad? 
of a daughter? Or is it more just the fact of life is fragile? Because I know some people were like freaking out about the whole girl dad thing. That's been kind of a hashtag lately. Well, I just it's like, uh, gosh, there. So, but this way, uh, I'm going to do my absolute best to not be. Th- this may be a strange connection. I'm going to do my absolute best to not be the uh, the guy holding the shotgun at the front door when uh, when the first well, guy the, comes. To, whatever. Uh, I've embraced it. Problem. Whatever I've embraced the case it. is, I'm right? Just, I'm just going to be that guy. And so, or cleaning my <laughs> knives. Uh, when he, you know, whatever. old school dad. That's Good. the definition of fuller, right there. Because, and and this is this is why, I just from my perspective, this is why I say this is that, um, uh, what I think, Kobe, from everything that I have heard and everything I've said, he was he was developing he's developing his daughters into being strong women. That it's not that they didn't need a dad or whatever, but it's like my daughter's not going to be with me for the rest of rest of my life. So it's like um, any I just have, I'm going to have a full confidence that any dude that comes to my front door uh, wanting to take my daughter with someplace has earned every every bit of being in that spot. Now that doesn't right. mean that I don't I'm not going to be very clear about my expectations for uh, for any man that is uh, hanging around with my girl. Uh, no problem there, but I'm not gonna. I I have no desire to use uh, fear or intimidation to get them to act right. Uh, it's gonna be uh, my daughter knows uh, what, what she is, right. what yeah. she is worth, uh, who she belongs to, and uh, that's that's the uh, that's the goal. Now that being that being said, I I was a middle school and high school boy once, and I I I wouldn't want I I would not want my daughter probably to date me at various point like right you know if there was a a version of me at that point uh i would i'd have concerns i would have oh, concerns. oh yeah so, so it's I can, like i can relate to that i get i mean i i but i get it but again it's uh yeah that's that's how i have thought about it is i when i see kobe like he was he was all about making his his daughters into like strong women who knew what they were who right. knew who they knew who they were who, who they belong to. That's cool. And and, and I, I was trying to find the exact podcast. I listened to Amy Porterfield, who does all about uh, digital marketing, and she had someone on her her show, and I think it's I think it's this person, uh, Tanisha Jackson Warner, um, or it could have been one of the other ones. And they actually had a statistic where the most successful women in the world, whether they're CEOs or whatever, their father played a huge role. Hundred percent of actually. Being involved, being and, involved, and at the end of the day, their their dad was still the most important person in their life, and they're forty years old. Yes, and and I think that's a cool cool aspiration to live up to. It take yeah. and I again I uh, without getting all uh, uh, whatever uh, not even political that's not even the right word uh, getting on the soapbox. Um, it takes strong mothers and strong fathers parenting together to raise kids. Mm, preach it, and yeah. and that should not that is. That's not me being like I don't know. Uh, that's there's no there are no there's no hate or malice in what I'm saying there whatsoever. I get it. There are single there are single parent families. I understand those those circumstances. But when we're talking about ideals, when we're talking about the goal that we're all shooting for, and, and let's for, be honest, the way God created it, yeah, you know, yeah, it's the way it was originally designed. It's just like let's let's just say that that's really super important. And uh, yeah, dads. You do your dad thing well, moms. You do your mom thing well, and uh, and by the way, uh, whenever possible, do it well uh, together. Do it well together, exactly. Yeah. Do you, you want to bounce off that, Andy? Or you got or did did Joel I sum it he, up wonderfully? He summed it up perfectly, I, and and it is different. I mean, being 
if you've never been a, a dad to girls versus guys, like there is just something different ab- about raising girls. And it's not that I wouldn't do anything for my boys because I definitely would, but there's just, I don't know, there's just something different about girls. Yeah, yeah there's, definitely. There is yeah. something different. I, I mean, no, I mean, not in a good way, though. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. Yeah. Bad, yep. But, yep. They but, melt I mean, your heart and they can do right. no wrong. I mean, they do wrong, but it's like, oh, right. why did you do that? But it's your princess. Right, exactly. Right. Right. Well, hey, so we are about out of time, but I want to make sure we ask all the questions we want to for <laughs> our listeners. So, Fuller, is there anything else in your back pocket that you, you got to know? No, I, I think they've answered very We're well. Just such an open man. book, you know. I, wow. You know, they come on Real Talk Christian, and I feel like it's been a real conversation with this the is dudes a, this, and is, this is exactly what we want, man. Right this was here. the vision behind right Real here. Talk. So good. So glad. So before we end it, though, I, w- I want to make sure we put it out to you guys. Is there sure. anything else you would want to add to our listeners who are parents, who are soon-to-be parents, that you would want to add to this conversation? Oh. <laughs> you can say nope <laughs> if you want. I'm just trying to think. Anything? I want to make sure. I want to make sure we don't. Covered. I want to make sure we don't miss anything. We've cleared the air. I, I think I would just reiterate the spending time with your kids, making it intentional, being present, and then also the relationship with your wife being being important. Also, making sure that they see that, um, and, and as as Christians and dads, that it's important that they see your walk with Christ too. Yeah. So, like. If they see you doing devotions in the morning, they see you praying. They see you know they see how important your faith is to you, um, that you're living that, and it's not just like oh, this is something that I do outside of my family. Like no, your faith is needs to be part of of your family, and it needs to be something that you guys do together, and that they also can see you and your example and how you how you do that, and then how you also treat your wife. Yep, that's cool. Yeah, I think uh, um, modeling. Modeling a worshipful life with your kids. Uh, just recently, so my my uh, my ten year old has uh, mastered the ability to read worship songs during church. Uh, like he can read fat, you know, can read fast enough that he, like he can he can sing the songs up on up on screen. Right? No, so so you guys do mono worship here with the lyrics up on the screen, like not a hymnal, right? Um, yeah, uh, most so it's mixed, like. Most of the time, yes, but there also is sometimes hymnals involved. Uh, just to be clear, the Anabaptist tradition of four-part hymn singing is deep and oh, yeah. still <laughs> very, very abiding, uh, very abiding here. Which, which I love. Right. I love the depth that 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 breaks. Right. So yes, but, but, but up on the screen, he's able to track with right, right. the screen yeah, yeah. transitions so here's fast enough. The, you wanna you wanna see me cry in church? It's when Aaron is sta- he's standing on the pew next to me, and he is singing. He's worshiping Jesus with me, yep. and we're singing together. And he's just like going for it, right? And I'm like, "It's okay." I and this go is up and preach after yeah, yeah. This. And that to me, like that is sort of a metaphor or an image of what I hope. Mm, um, here we go. What I hope my children are experiencing and seeing, where it's like we're we're all we're all singing the same song together in different in different ways, and that. Uh, yeah, that it's clear that it's clear to my kids that Jesus is not a job for me. Mm-hmm. That Jesus is a is a way and a, a the, he is the way, the truth, and life. That he is a he is a calling. That he is fundamentally and and they're gonna hear more and more about it the older they get. You know, Jesus has fundamentally changed Dad. You know, Jesus has has made Dad into who he and into who he is uh, today. And and yeah, Dad's a, a moron and a jerk and all these other things from time to time. Um, 
remove those pieces. That's part of but, the. But dad, but dad has Jesus. But dad has, but dad and has Jesus. Jesus. Is still working on dad. That's hundred so. percent. And um, and, and that's the and that's the thing. I, this just brings me up. I, my wife and I. My wife and I had a a bad 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 argument a few days ago. I lost. I came off. I stressed out. It was not all. It was other surprise surprise other issues that of course, I brought of into the conversation, and lost it. We're arguing in our room, which was still not far enough away from my not from soundproof. my my children. Not not soundproof, and it is um, you know, uh, yeah. That that's still that's still bothering me. Now my wife and I we apologized to each other and talked with each other in front of our kids the next the next day. Which by the way, say you're sorry uh, to each other in front mm. of your children. That's a really good thing to do. But um, yeah, I just the the idea of like my kids saw the broken you know they did they experienced in some way shape or form the broken parts of me and then hopefully are also seeing that like yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna. Maybe I didn't follow Jesus into that conversation, but I'm going to walk with Jesus out of it. And, uh, you know, which is, again, it's just me trying to practice what I preach. That's why I tell my students all the time. Students are in a bad situation. I go, did you follow Jesus into this? Uh, I was like, can you follow him out? Mm-hmm. And uh, there he is. and so I'm just, I'm just trying to, the second question is, the answer is always yes, thank God. And so uh, I'm just trying to model that <laughs> some days okay and some days not but that's that's what it's all about um i just i want uh i want uh men i want to raise men who uh have a heart that has been broken by jesus and is yeah that that he that he owns them he 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 has them um so yeah cool no thanks for that so so our RTC family, we want you guys to connect with dudes and dads. So we want you to find them on Instagram, find them on Facebook. Actually, listen. You're Pod still going to start listening. They're, they're on Podbean. You're on Podbean. Yep. Yes, you're on Podbean as well. So anywhere podcasts are at, just if you don't know, them, find Google, them. Google dudes, dudes and dads, and dads and start listening. Yes. But if you have any questions that you want us to ask dudes and dads, or you guys even have ways yeah. where people can call in and leave voice messages right. and, and actually and, ask you guys and, specific questions. And by the way, they got some really cool swag. I'm just saying you can go to their yes. store, get some of their swag. Just saying. So nice. How about how about they start with ours? Well, that's then- <laughs> we gotta have some I love swag. It. To give I love up it, but but dudes and dads, Joel, Annie, you guys, thank that you was so awesome. Much. That yeah, conversation was legit. Yeah, so thank yeah. you. But thank you. But before we end, we have to bring you guys into our favorite tradition, and I gotta explain a little bit about this. It's fun facts with Fuller. So it's funny though how I, it started. It is funny, and then I gotta tell them about the 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 tradition that we have with fun facts with Fuller. Okay. Every fun facts, every so so we normally record two episodes a week, right? right. I always know one of the fun facts, and I always don't look at Surprise. one. Surprise, one of them. So I have not looked at this. So when oh. you guys started like talking a little bit about you were it, like, uh, I zoned out. I yeah. I have no idea. So I just remember something with bicycle. That's all <laughs> I remember. So so I know Andy has at least seen. I have Joel, seen have you seen and, the fun fact? Andy and Jill are skeptical whether it's true. Or so not. so here's <laughs> the deal. This is going to be new information for me. So we're going to let Mark uh, fact check it here once I, I, I fa- read it. So they're going to see me do it. I fact checked it. The second not the. Yeah, but the second you say it, I will start fact checking. He always does. It's a, it's a tradition of every episode Fuller's to be full of crap. So so he he always does this. Fuller so. is fuller of crap. So, but I just want to go on the story real oh, fast. Oh, yeah, yes, 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 let's go. So it all started. It was supposed to be like a final thoughts with Fuller, and it turned into just like I just spotted off a random fact. Episode one, he's like, 
fun facts with Fuller it is. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So it's been a tradition. And then Jagger kind of... And then he started doing the he fun singing facts. It. And whenever he sees yeah. floor, it's like fun facts. Yeah. Yep. Jagger's one of he's the, one of my, one of my former adults. teams. Yeah. Yep. He, he was one of those College students, students with super close lab ministry potential, and he's he's a cool kid. Yeah. Very cool. So, so anyway, what's our fun fact? The today, fun fact Fuller? today in the 19th century, Joel's already gearing up the rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> in the 19th century, experts warned women about a disease called bicycle face. Go ahead and type that in, Mark. Oh, I've, I've heard of this. Which meant getting heard stuck with the awkward faces they made while biking. So if you've heard it, it must be real. Bicycle. Oh, nope. That, let's, let's, bicycle let's, face. Let's, let's re-change this. It's put 19th century disease bicycle, bicycle face. face. Maybe a modernized version would be it's resting bicycle face. <laughs> RBF, let's go. <laughs> You just had to, didn't you? I did. Joel? Couldn't help it. <laughs> You've been working on that one. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's ever wondering, Joel is a youth pastor, as you can yeah. tell by that comment. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. It, so, That's so, legit, bro. Like, there's t- even Cosmo has some articles about why that. Why am I not surprised? And Vox does. I surprise everybody with my fun facts. That's amazing. So, so Neil's to say, if you want to have a weird resting bicycle face, Go ride your bike. So, so let's. So I'm just gonna guess that like 19th century bicycles, they were difficult to ride. Oh yeah, so it's probably like. A, <laughs> yeah, like you there's know. kind of a grinding of teeth, you a concern it. for one's well-being. But what ding dong so, is like? Wait, hey, your wait face hang is on. Get stuck before before we go, I want to see Andy's bicycle face. Your 19th century. Go do it in the camera. Ah. And then let's go to Joel. There you go. That's the dudes and dads bicycle <laughs> No, face. so yeah. Joel, Andy, guys, seriously, thank, thank you. you so it was much. a pleasure. Thanks and for having us. For RTC family, we'll thank see you, you next time. Thank you for listening to Real Talk Christian. To help get our podcast into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. To keep the conversations going, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our content with others. See you next time.